Hi guys, welcome back. I feel like people should be the one telling me welcome back, but hey, that's not how podcasting works. So yeah, it's been a while. I don't think this is the longest I've stayed. I've stayed away from recording, but yeah, it's been a while. School resumed, and I won't say I was too busy, but I was busy. So yeah, and I didn't even have opportunities to record. If I wasn't busy, I was tired. Most of the time, I was tired, or I just didn't want to say. So I missed this. Hmm. But anyway, as you can see, today's topic is my relationship with religion. I was thinking of how to put what I'm going to say today, but this is the best thing I could come up with. It might not be the most suitable topic for this recording for this episode, but. So, my relationship with religion. Hmm. Um, recently something happened that got me asking myself that question. Yeah, what is your relationship with religion, Karen? Uh, someone asked me what my religion was. I wasn't a professional or academic setting, so I told him I am irreligious. And the person was like, So you're atheist? I said, No. So you're Christian? No. Just irreligious. And the person said, Okay, if you pick out a form to fill now, and there is a colon for religion what are you going to pick and i said christianity he said why I said, because i don't have much of a choice any form i'm feeling right now probably has to do with academia and my parents are fully involved in my academics my parents are christian so i can't not be christian right now or i can't not identify as christian right now and you know, the person took it as some kind of gotcha moment like oh so uh, you, you, you realize how beneficial it is to be Christian right and I was disappointed because I thought this person wanted to have an honest conversation with me about religion but I don't really expect much from religious people I'm never going to lie so what exactly is my relationship with religion i would still tell people that i am irreligious there was a time where i would say i am atheist but i don't think i am the word is agnostic yeah agnostic i think that's the safest word because i wouldn't say i'm scared to identify as atheist or i'm scared to be atheist but i don't think i've reached there yet and sometimes I tell people I'm atheist because I don't want to question. When you tell them you are irreligious or you are agnostic, it, it leads them to ask questions that you don't want to answer. But then if I say I am atheist, they're like, oh, okay. Because they, they have an idea of what atheism is. But when you say you're irreligious, it's like, okay, you're not, you're not religious, you're not Christian, you're not atheist either. So what exactly are you? Please, I am irreligious. I hope. If you don't know the meaning of the word, you can... I'm not saying this to insult anyone. Like, you you 
can literally just check up the word irreligious it literally means having no relation to religion or being contrary to religion or religious beliefs and um like i said before i usually go with agnostic because that's the safest term i can use to describe myself right now now why exactly do i choose to use um agnostic or irreligiousness it is because um i am not entirely sure that i am against the belief in god but i do not want to belong to a religion i do not want to i have been christian all my life before i realized that i didn't align with that religion anymore i was christian all my life i was a very proud christian and even now in church i have to stand and teach children and it's not even hard i just have to teach them the same things i was taught i'm not formulating or bringing up anything new that you say oh it is coming from my heart but it's a lie I don't necessarily have to believe these things to teach them. I mean, some of the things that our science teacher, my science teachers taught me in secondary school, they didn't believe it because it was clashing with their religious beliefs, religious and traditional beliefs. Some of the things that my, like my, um, I did um, geography briefly in secondary school briefly they could not afford so many teachers to so let go of subjects that they felt they didn't really need and geography was one of them there was a time geography teacher was teaching about um um the atmosphere lithosphere biosphere and all that and you know someone brought up a question that you know something like what about god and stuff and he was like well geographically speaking this one and that one but I believe in God who God is the greatest scientist of all times and that one Cog- would I call it cognitive dissonance I'm not sure if I'll call it cognitive dissonance I don't think it is but if that science teacher can stand there and talk about something he doesn't believe in but he knows it is necessary for us to pass our exams I'm pretty sure I can stand in front of a bunch of kids and tell them something I don't believe in but I have been taught not that hard now when did my irreligiousness begin let's talk about that um i cannot exactly say i cannot say the exact point in my life where it started i can't say i just woke up one morning and said you know what fuck religion i'm not doing it anymore i don't think that's how it happened it was a gradual thing which is expected was a gradual thing it began with me asking questions asking why things were the way they were asking why certain things had to be why certain things had to happen as i i i i began to question the very foundation of christianity itself and i was told that i was you know 
surpassing my boundary. Some of the most of the answers I kept get, getting were God moves in a mysterious way. We cannot always understand the mysteries of God. Uh, it is not in our place as humans to question. And I'm like, why? Why is it not in our place as human beings to question a God? Why is it not in our place? And I never get an answer. Whenever I ask a question, I never get an answer. I don't mean to offend anybody. And I'm not going to talk about Islam because I wasn't brought up a Muslim. So I don't I don't think I have the range for that conversation. I'm just going to focus on Christianity. You see, at some point it began to feel like I had to choose between Christianity and who I was and who I wanted to be. And I had to choose myself. A lot of people sacrifice themselves for their religion. We see it. We see it all around us. You'd see children or young people being um, told to not being allowed to express themselves if it's whether it's through art or through their fashion because such things are of the world in quote you'd see women being told to riddle their passion being told to contain their desire being told to um, um, mellow down because if they don't then they are going against the ideal Christian woman you see men <coughs> prevented from expressing their emotions because they have to be the head of the house that one is more of more traditional than it is religious but they work together and I began to ask myself myself let me just say myself myself why can we as human beings not just exist why do we have to conform to these rules and it's not like and the worst part is that a lot of rules in religion your religious leaders try to convince you that these rules were made by a higher power whereas it's just a bunch of men that sat down and came up with it like you literally have no proof that the rules that these these rules they made were from um, a divine revolution you literally have zero proof and if your proof is faith then boy do i have news for you now at first when i started um, um questioning these things i asked myself if there truly is a god i asked myself that question and my initial answer for myself was no because i looked around me like there was so much evil now i started questioning uh, my faith in 20 like late 2019 like 2019-2020 ish and my answer was no at some point i settled with no you know what there's no god because you can't be god and terrible things like this are happening in the world and then later i asked myself what if there is one but we are the ones that are just we are the ones that have told ourselves that he loves all of us and he cares about us and he wants us to do well and he wants us to come back to him come to heaven and live with him and stuff like that what if there is one but you know in the sense of a god 
the one who doesn't concern himself with the matters of mortals the one you see in movies are all powerful all knowing yeah but don't find it necessary to intervene in the matters concerning mortals what if that is just the nature of this god and we are the ones feeling that oh he's all loving and caring and if he sees you he's going to pat your head and say oh my child well done it's a lot i know and to some people it's probably a dumb question but is it because you have absolutely no idea how many people sit in sunday school every sunday but they have unanswered questions i know their question is not um what can i do to make the kingdom of god they have serious burning questions that nobody can give them the answer to instead what they will tell them to do is to go and pray and god will show them the answer i did that i didn't get an answer and then the average person will tell me oh my faith wasn't strong enough or maybe there just wasn't anybody there to answer the question in the first place but it's all good it's fine i don't get angry anymore when people tell me things like don't worry one day god will arrest you i was arrested i took the key opened the cell and walked out because i couldn't do it anymore i got tired of being arrested and just walked out of that cell so you really have to come up with something new and i've noticed something i felt it too when i was religious religious people love to console themselves with the uh, knowledge that of the feeling that you're going to help like uh, okay since you don't want to believe i'll be it's fine when i'm in heaven i'll be looking down at you telling you i told you so that's that's like a very childish way of explaining explaining it but that that is how a lot of them feel to be honest that is how a lot of them feel that is why when they see someone who is not living the christian life prospering when the person is doing well they feel bad and not in the oh i'm jealous kind of way they feel really angry like why would this person who is not keeping even the ten commandments doing well prospering and me who is doing everything i am depressed i'm sad i'm poor why because i mean a couple of weeks ago some lady came out and tweeted about how it pains her when she sees non-unbelievers doing well whereas she that is a believer and will always be a believer she's struggling and i'm like this is not the way to live this is for a religion that claims to be about love your it's it's members or it's it's subjects are not very loving and that i will tell you because if you ask me now why can't i just on a sunday morning tell my parents i'm not going to church with them and i am never going to church with them again I will tell you that it is because I am afraid of the privileges I stand to lose, the rights I stand to lose when I do that. Everybody, the average Nigerian youth, young adult, child, whatever, knows that an African parent is financially abusive. The average Nigerian parent is financially abusive. A few years ago, a guy came out and tweeted about how 
one of his cousins or brothers or whatever went abroad and became an atheist or went abroad and came out as an atheist and there in quotes blaspheming and the parents brought him back to Nigeria and you know insisted that he must go back to church and now he's a deacon or whatever and people were really like people were overjoyed like yes eh, that is how to that is how to cure madness called the child's expression expression of what he believes in madness and people wonder why really people who like people wonder why people who break out of religion hate it because you cannot tell me that that is not bondage you can't tell me and you cannot even argue with me that it's not every christian or it's not of course i know it's not every christian I, of course i know it's not every christian but please let's be honest you're walking on the road in nigeria and some evangelist stops you and says well, i want to preach the good news to you and you say i'm not interested they will pester you they will pester you i'm not interested you will not hear no thank you or they, they want to share a pamphlet and you're like i don't want and you're like no take it take it i don't want no take it i do not want really do you want me to get violent because if i do then it is touched not to my anointed who anointed you please go and sit down but it is the irreligious people who are bad they are the ones who are and i'm not even going to lie i have seen more vitriol i have seen more vileness i have witnessed more wickedness from religious people than i have from their counterparts honestly because religion enables one of the reasons why i left religion apart from the questions i had was that it enabled a lot of evil a lot there was there was there was this pastor in my area that was exposed for raping his daughters during secondary school and his wife was covering up for him and it was their teacher their class teacher that discovered and when you know she called the girl's mother to say oh, your your daughter told me this and this is what is happening she told the teacher to mind her business as a family matter and the teacher had to call some human rights um ngo and they took the matter up and got the man arrested and the church was closed down for a while how did i know of this oh one of the church members was my mom's customer and you know when my mom asked her i'm not going to church today i thought you people have your midweek service she told my mom everything the man was released because nigerians uh criminal system is nigerians criminal law whatever is terrible the man was released came back to his house and everything and they they, they treated it like it was trials and temptation like it was something to overcome and they would be stronger together as a family i have no idea how those children are because they moved out and i don't know but that's just one instance a lot a lot of young women young girls who have been molested in church have been by their pastors or deacons or priests or whatever a lot of them 
a lot of pastors are having extramarital affairs but the church will cover it up because you cannot touch God's anointing it is appalling it is disgusting and I cannot bear the thought of sitting down in a conversation meanwhile I know the person that is preaching on that pulpit or whatever is a terrible human being I don't know how other people do it but I can't so that's why whenever I have the chance to not go to church I do not go to church at first it used to prick my skin sitting down in my hostel on a Sunday morning and there will be this voice in my head saying dress up go to church yourself and then at some point it became norm it became the norm like Sunday I'm in school ah I'm relaxing this is the day that I get to relax without any guilt because it's not a weekday and I don't have to feel guilty for skipping classes so yeah that's how it is for me now and I cannot wait I honestly cannot wait for the time when I would be living on my own and I do not have to step out of my house on a Sunday morning unless I have somewhere to be so yeah that is my relationship with religion and honestly it is never going to change unless religion itself changes unless unless Christianity itself changes changes because I do not have anything against worshipping and worshipping a higher power that you claim is responsible for the positive things in your life I don't have anything against it I just have things against the thing that it enables it doesn't stop bad it just keeps taking and taking and taking and it doesn't give that is one of the problems I have with religion I'm going to end this podcast here because honestly I'm tired of talking and I'm sure people are tired of listening thank you for listening this far because I just wanted to get this thing off my chest till next time bye